Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. What's going on, y'all? As you know, we're your folks from Toronto. Talking about the hottest topics in sports and culture. And this week, it is no different. Uh, Sophie, you know, we're coming down. Today, we are recording, guys, on the final day of the NBA regular season of 2022 to 2023, Fahim. Mm -hmm. I think we had a lot of expectations of this season, a lot of things. And like we said, this like legit, this is a, this is a very good parody season, Fahim. A lot of good teams, equally balanced, but some teams I think really stand out from the rest. So, Fahim, what we got going on this week? So, we have the planned tournament. Uh, something that started as a are we? Is this the second or third year of the plan? Planned tournament started after the bubble year. After so bubble, 2021 so year, was right? yeah, I remember that because I remember I remember okay. Warriors didn't have Clay; they had to play the Lakers, which who they lost to, so they lost the seven seed. And then mm. they had to play the Memphis Grizzlies, who they lost to, who became the eighth seed in the West. Right. I remember those games were like pretty lit. And Steph mm -hmm. almost won them both those games by himself. So mm -hmm. <laughs> Steph, Steph is that dude, man. <laughs> so let's see what we have for this year with the playing tournament. So uh, for those who don't know, don't know or just refresher, uh, the playing tournament uh, this year is going to be on the Tuesday night. It's going to be the seventh seed and the eighth seed. Mm -hmm. And the winner of the seventh and eighth seed gets an automatic bid into the playoffs. Yeah. They're on the, the seventh seed. Mm -hmm. One the seventh seed, my apologies. But when the yeah. seventh seed gets an automatic bid to the playoffs. On the Wednesday, you have the ninth seed and the tenth seed. And the loser of the ninth and tenth, they go home. And the winner, <laughs> the winner of the ninth and tenth, they go on to play on the Friday to have that ninth seed play the winner of the eighth seed for the last final spot of the playoffs. Yep. So 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 the winner of that ninth and tenth game plays the loser of seven and eight. Whew. Pressure. Mm -hmm. So um what do you have in regards to the um so in the Eastern Conference? You want to do Eastern Conference first, Nelly J? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. So, so uh, in the mm -hmm. in the East, uh there's there's four teams uh that are vying the uh, first of all, I guess we'll go with the Raptors and the Bulls. That's the ninth and tenth seed. Yeah, but they're playing the Wednesday, so the first game would be Atlanta versus Miami. My versus Tuesday. Miami. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Atlanta versus Miami. Um, mm -hmm. Why don't you tell me who you got? That's an interesting matchup. Um, it kind of reminds me, and again, no, no knock to Atlanta. Last time when they played them, you know, Fahim, seven-game series, Atlanta only won, what, a game? And um, I believe um, their best guy that game was, like, Hunter. Like, like they had – they struggled. Trey struggled. And everyone said, it's coaching or Trey needs help. Well, y'all, Trey got help this year, and y'all are still a play-in team. But your coach is gone. So let's see if the problem is really the coaching or the people on the floor. Right, Fahim? Mm -hmm. So 
DeJounte's there. They got a better, I think DeJounte Murray being there when Miami plays their defensive, which I think um when they play the I think Miami can play a really good defense against this team. Can um, you know, Murray get them out the hole? Because that was the issue last year. There was no one to help Trey. But again, this is a playing game. It's do or die, right? You got on the other side, you got a Jimmy Butler, who I just think is a scary person to put post for him. I don't know what this guy, he's like, you know. The Hulk, right? I don't know what it is, but when it's, when it's postseason time, he drinks some, he gets angry, and it just becomes like from Dr. Banner to the Hulk. So Jimmy in any type of do-or-die game, I got to bet on him. Trey, I think, is a great player, though. I think Trey will probably make it a close game. But Jimmy Butler, I don't know, man. He just wills these games to win. And I think if it's do-or-die, they're playing in Miami for him. I'm going to go with Miami on this one. But it'd be a great story if Atlanta could beat them and get a revenge game from that uh, last year's playoff. So it's going to be a tight one. Uh, your thoughts for him on that game? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're not too far off then. Um, yeah. Everything you said, I, I totally agree with. Uh, sometimes it comes down to X, an X factor, and we do know uh, Trey Young. So what's going to make this interesting is it's a one game, you know, and it's anything can happen on any, any given day. Uh, Trey Young, he is a big game, big game player, so I don't want to mm-hmm. take that away from him. Like you said, uh, Jimmy Butler, play, what, playoff Jimmy, that's a re- that's something real, you know? That's a real thing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's definitely, he's got the pieces around him. So I, w- I would actually be honest, I'd be shocked if Atlanta pulls this off on the road against Miami. I got to go with Miami just off of the fact that they have a, a way more experienced bunch of people. I'm going to go with experience on this one, Miami. Mm, can be mad at that. Can be mad at that. Now, in the Western Conference, though, the 7 and 8 scene, has that been determined, y'all? It's Sunday, and we're not going to know until tonight after mm. the Warriors play, the Clippers play, the Lakers It gets complicated play. in the West. Oh, man. You no, know, the West is complicated. Woo! So mm. um, let's let's tackle that in a second. Let's go to the Eastern Conference 9th and 10th, and then we'll go to the West because that's all. Okay. Um, so the next one is, uh, I guess, the Raptors and Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Oh, what do you got, LJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny, right? Um, I I think the Raptors. The thing about the, I think the Bulls have been more consistent this past month in terms of when they play, what to get from them versus Toronto. I know they lost a few games coming down the stretch with their starters, right? So, um, I don't think they're as confident as we are. And, um, you know, they lost some games, like some, they lost quite a few games, I would say, down the stretch where they just say, you know what, let's pack it up. We're 10 seed. Let's just, you know, do whatever. They have that one win, shockingly, against uh, Dallas because Dallas sat out all their guys. But before that, they were not on a streak like that. You know what I mean? I think there were six, there were five and six, sorry, four and six. So um, they were on a decline a little bit, but so were we, right? Um, but we had some, but we beat the Charlotte Hornets. I don't really consider that like a, a big win. So I think both teams are struggling. Both teams are trying to find their footing. Both teams, honestly, aren't going to make any noise in a postseason if either win. So to be honest, Fahim, <laughs> it sounds rad as a Raptor fan, but I'll go with the Raptors taking this one um, only because I think we do defend uh, this team well, better than most. I think we have the pieces to defend Zach and Demar, and I think we have the weapons to also make an impact offensively. Now, will they show up for him as another case? I do think Demar, 
um, will will be the hardest player on that team for Heat. He's playing his ex. He's playing his ex in Toronto, <laughs> in his ex home, in his ex court, in his ex country. Right. So I think Demar is going to have a, a great game, even though OG typically has defended him very well. I just think that it's going to be a very close game. It's going to come down to the wire. And unfortunately, on Raptors' side for him, I don't know who's going to pick up the slack. Will it be uh, Scotty Barnes? Or will it be Fred taking over? And if he listen, if Fred is, is, is shooting off, we have a long night. If Gary Trent is not picking it up, like for him, our guards have to step up because that's the, that's our X factor, right? Their guards aren't the best. Our, I think we have better guards than they do. So if our guards do not step up for him, we're going to lose this game. So it's going to be dependent on Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet, the backups. They all got to step Because I think our bigs in our front court can, can defend and keep up with them. But our guard play for him has been off for the last, the last week. So that's my thoughts. What about you, Bulls? Uh, yeah, you, you pretty much covered the table. Uh, DeMar, it's going to be interesting. Uh, DeMar is going to, uh, you know, like you said, back home. I think with Chicago, what makes it a little bit more, more interesting, I'd have to say, is Patrick Beverly. Uh, getting Patrick Beverly, uh, you know, he's somebody on the team that can actually affect the affect team, uh, not so much in scoring, but just his presence. And I feel that he might be a presence uh, that has helped this Chicago. So if I was going to go with who I think, I mean, the Raptors have been very inconsistent. Uh, I'm Ideally, is is you're a Raptors fan, you're hoping for a lightning in a bottle, uh, for something to happen. And I don't think it's impossible for something to happen. But Chicago does seem to have more things going in their favor. Um, it's tough. There's like I always say this in situations like this: is different between what you think and what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, Chicago, it, it is a good matchup, I think, for us. I think if, but it depends on, I think it more depends on the type of team that Toronto Raptors show up to be on that day. Yeah, like it's, like, it's like, who shows up? Right. And, and I think, but even Chicago have had that issue too. Like their mm -hmm. guys show up, DeMar and Zach shows up, but no one else does. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like we've, we have the same problem, but different ways. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. Zach and DeMar are dependable, but everyone else like has to show up to help them. And Raptors, yes, Siakam will show up, but then we don't know who's going to also add to him, who's going to help him out. Like, both teams have inconsistency. They're both 5-5 five and five right now before mm -hmm. Sunday's game. So these teams aren't like, oh my god, they're, you know, they're, they're like, you know, getting hot at the right time. No, they're both not getting hot at the right time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, But I'll say this, that beatdown that they got from Boston might humble their, them, themselves to say, yo, we got to do better. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you're at the bottom of the barrel, you got two options. You either, you know, get out the barrel or you stay there. We're going to see what kind of team this is for him in, in that playing game, for sure. Yeah, I feel it's DeMar and DeMar and Zach Levine combo versus the Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes combo. And whatever combo I think works out to be better on that given day, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a barn burner. So I think I'll go with I'll go with the Raptors at home. Yeah, I home. think the Raptors. That's, I think the Raptors. Uh... I'm gonna go with the Raptors at home, um, having an on day after having a very long streak of inconsistency. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think I know when the Raptors like I think in a play in game, 
Um, it's gonna be on ESPN, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And Scotty Barnes, whenever Scotty Barnes is on national television, he just has a really good game. <laughs> he yeah. really does. Like yeah. for him, the numbers show. Look up Scotty Barnes numbers on national TV. He always plays really well. I think he had a, I think he had one off game one time against Cleveland, but then he picked it up in the fourth quarter. But typically when it's like a national, everyone's watching. I know Scotty's gonna show up. I know Siakam's gonna show up. Everyone else, I'm not sure. But um did you know um, the last time we played them, DeMar scored, I think, 12 or 13. He struggled against us because um, OG, mm-hmm. OG plays him very well. Uh, Nick, they know, they know him, right? right? That's why I feel like DeMar is going to probably drop. I think the most he dropped this year, I guess, is 20, which is a low for, for DeMar. It's below season average. I think Zach is going to be a problem. Uh, Zach has been an issue from time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Zach will be the X factor for them. And for Toronto, it's going to be Scotty Barnes. But then the the guard play Fahim telling you, yeah, whatever, whichever guards have the best 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 uh, night as a group is gonna win that that game. That's why it's gonna be up and down. There's no favor like in there's no favor in that game. It, it, it right. can literally go either way, <laughs> mm-hmm. either way. Like okay. the hockey heat game, either way. All right, let's go game ball real quick. Um, on the series uh, series before, uh, who would you give the game ball to in regards to the Miami Atlanta game? Like, who do you think is gonna be the best player in the game? Oh, Jimmy Butler. Butler? Yeah. Fair. Uh, and how about this one? Uh, the Raptors. Ooh, Scotty. Scotty, I'm with you. Not mad at that at yeah. all. Okay. So the Run Western the Conference, y'all, we are in a, a nightmare. Um, So uh, Clippers, Warriors have the same record. Lakers, if they win and Clippers and Warriors lose, they will all have the same record. Now, here's the catch 22. Okay. Oh, and Pelicans. Sorry. If Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers, Pelicans, if they all win, they all have the same record. It comes down to tiebreaker head-to-head. So it seems like in the conference matchup, well, sorry, in the head-to-head, um, I know Lakers and Clippers have the um, have the tiebreaker over the Warriors, so they'll become a seventh seed automatically if the Lakers win for him today. Mm-hmm. So today's NBA teams like, like what? Today's so today's NBA games. There's six games today on Sunday. Uh, the games that matter for the Western Conference is going to be um, like I mentioned earlier. So we got the Clippers playing the Suns. Uh, Suns are now playing their guys. So Clippers should get an easy W, right? So assume Clippers win, they're going to be a, a playoff team, a fifth, or, um, six or seven. Sorry, fifth or sixth. Then we got the Warriors playing Trailblazers. Now Shaden Sharp has been. Trying to win, like, like upset teams for him. I don't know what's happening, but he's like, F all y'all. So the Warriors are going to have to work to win that game. Luckily, they're on a back to back. Portland is, so they make, they should get that W. But the Warriors have to play their starters for him today. They have to because Trailblazers are not laying down flat. And then when it comes to the Lakers, they're playing the Jazz, who's also resting their guys. But the Jazz has also been a team for him that's playing hard and they, they don't care about no, uh, no thing. And the Pelicans and Timberwolves both are playing teams. So Fahim, we're gonna have to make up a scenario in our head as a plane because right now, to be honest, I think Clippers win today. Let's move out the plane, and I think Warriors should win today. A ninth, tenth for the Western Conference is going to be most likely. Uh, well, I think from what I'm seeing here, it, it's going to be probably uh, OKC and Timberwolves. Um, Timberwolves and and Oak and, and Thunder SGA play in tournament. Ah man for him. That's gonna be either or. I don't know who I favor in that one. 
Ooh. So it's just the fact that we're talking about OKC and possible postseason basketball. We got to salute and put some respect on uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander's name. Mm -hmm. uh, start of the season, they looked like they were in tank, you know, tank for Wemby. And here they are um, being competitive also without missing uh, with their top pick in Chet Holmgren. Also, the fact that we are talking about them and potentially getting into playoffs. Incredible. Incredible. Oh, for him, sorry for him. Yes. I made a mistake for him. I gotta, okay. I gotta run it back. Okay. So, um, if the Warriors win today and Clippers, they clinch the fifth and sixth. The Warriors mm. would have to lose today to lose seven. So, my bad. Rewind okay. that. Those so, let's say so again, if all teams win today, Clippers and Warriors are fifth and sixth. Lakers, my bad, would be seventh versus Pelicans. So let's rewind that again. So, Lakers versus Pelicans would be the play-in situation if, if all teams win today. That's the assumption, right? Let's play that back. Okay, so okay. Lakers and Pelicans. I'm taking the Lakers <laughs> um, in this matchup. I yeah. do like um, Pelicans. It's in LA then, right? It would be in LA. It would be in LA. Okay. AD, LeBron. I think mm. they're going to figure it out. I like their depth now. I like their bench. I think they have better defense. I'm going with the Lakers with the Pelicans as eighth. So Yeah, that would be, that would be mad disrespectful to go against LeBron James in a situation like this, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with the Lakers. Okay. And AD's okay. there too. So like you yeah. can't go. AD's healthy. Yeah. AD's we'll, we'll rock with that. That's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now Thunder to uh Timberwolf Thunder to him at two points. Yes. Big up to uh OKC. Um yeah. I don't know who I favor in this. Cat's back. I like Ant Man. Mike Conley has been, you know, quite good. They're at a six four uh uh you know, last ten games, uh won the last two games. Honestly, SGA can pull a win here. I think he's a guy that can have a, a great 40-point game and and do a, and, and pull out a win. I just don't think they have the personnel to compete with Timberwolves' length. And, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, defensively, I think it will be a high-scoring game. But I, I do think Timberwolves take this W. What about you no. with the Thunder okay. Timberwolves? You think Timberwolves take the W? Okay. I do. Uh, mm -hmm. I do. No, and not because I don't – I think – but, again, I, I believe Shea could pull out a W here. But I just think Timberwolves have so much. They got so that's freaking that's so much freaking length, man. Like they're a tall, tall, tall team. And Thunder is not healthy. They're, 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 I think is Alex back their center? Is he back from injury? Like they're I just think that they're young. I think they're great, but I don't think that they're gonna be able to who knows, so right? Josh can have a great game, but I'm going with Timberwolves on this one. I really am. At the start of the season, you would have figured we're talking remember, we're talking about the Timberwolves and the thunder two mm -hmm. teams at the start of the season that people thought after the trade to get gobert timberwolves were on the up they mm -hmm. could be one of the best teams in the west and okc is at the bottom one of the worst and here they meet near the bottom i think this playing field is more like it's more suited for okc just due to the fact that they've i think they're overachieving opposed to uh, the Timberwolves underachieving. Uh, yes, you everything you say, like uh, it totally makes sense. But you know, what? like I was saying, there's always those scenarios where uh, something happens that shouldn't happen. So I do think that Minnesota should win, but I would not be surprised with OKC the type of season they have. They find some way to pull us out and pull an upset. Oh, for him, man, like like you said, like everything you said, I agree with. Like I also pick like Minnesota, but. <laughs> Again, I think in the play-in team, the only team I'm confident that should win and should not lose is the Lakers against that Pelicans. 
everyone else but Fahim. Let's go to after that. So we're picking the uh, Lakers winning, Pelicans as the losers, right? They got to go in and beat Minnesota. Who you got, Fahim, between Minnesota and the Pelicans or Pelicans versus Thunder? Who has a better chance to beat the Pelicans? With a back, Minnesota or? Remember, oh, 9th and 10th are Minnesota and Thunder. Oh, so you're talking about the next round. So if what member when they win they're not done yet we ain't yeah. done yet they gotta beat the Pelicans to get the eight seeds right so we both picked Minnesota right but mm -hmm. understanding that OKC could win but fine Minnesota versus Pelicans who you got in that matchup I will go with oh Pelicans okay I think the Pelicans move on. Regardless of so whether it's OKC or Minnesota, I think the Pelicans would. Go ahead. Pelicans? Yeah, I'm picking Minnesota. I actually like really? what they're doing for him. Yeah, like, okay. I think Cat was an issue because he wasn't trying to be in the paint, but Rudy Gobert, their interior, their interior defense is so much, so good. And I think the Pelicans, if they're hot, they shoot well, but I think they get their buckets in the paint. And without Zion, Brandon Ingram... Um, JV, I think they're gonna put so much friction on them on that success. Um, Pelican will be reliant on shooting, like shooting well that day. I'm gonna go with the team that's bigger. <laughs> that's that's the Minnesota. But yo, again, we'll see, right? We'll see. So for the East now, we both pick Raptors winning. The loser, we we both picked Atlanta. Atlanta for the Toronto Raptors, Raheem. Who you got? Keep in mind, Atlanta beat us three one this year. That's the matchup. I think we match. I think the Raptors. Very confident. Really? Yes. yes. Easy for oh. Yeah. I I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think they have a tr I think they have a closer. You know mm -hmm. what? I think you know what? I think um Scotty playing the two. If we had Dalton Jr., I'll be more confident because I mean Will Barton guarding Trey or, or DeJounte. Ah <sighs> yeah. Okay, you know what? Let's go with the Raptors for me as well. Kind of guys, because the Raptors win two playing games and become an eight seed. <laughs> this team stressed me off. They stressed wow. me out. <laughs> this team stressed me out. Yo, if they do it, we, we're hoping for the best as fans. Uh, but if they don't, I'm not surprised. But either way, let's put some positive vibes to the squad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All we can mm -hmm. do is just hope for the best and see what they give us. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, Lija, you want to go to For the Culture? For the culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight a four-time NBA champion, finals MVP, who just signed an amazing partnership um, and has become president of his own brand, Fahim. This man went in having a, 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 a deal, right, for his shoes, coming out a, a president... Still have to play in the league, a president for his own brand. They'll be expanding to other things like sports apparel, women's wear, use and, and sports products, everything. Fahim and golf. Big up to Stefan Curry Wardell. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Wardell, Fahim, his deal, okay, according to ESPN, might exceed Fahim and pay him more than $473 million through the 2025 to 26 season and that's because of royalties signature products on court incentive bonuses are tallied stock equity base pay fahim when you talk about for the culture right 
he's a player he's making his money but if you can make half a billion dollars in a year because now you're president of a sports brand and now you're making you're making actual stock equity and royalties that's when you know you've made it right wow and i think stefan curry is showing his players don't just get comfortable with being the face or having a shoe i think kyrie irving told us that as well uh lebron michael right the goat of when it comes to like um sports and branding himself i think this is a really good move for stefan curry to do this steph curry is i think a uh, top 10 player or top 15 uh for all time for greatest depending on who you're talking to and so for me for him i just think this is him showing his off court understanding that yo I know I'm 35. I know I may have five years left, maybe, depending on my, my love for the game, whatever. But I will be good. Good, good after Raheem. And him being in, involved and being um, even collaborating and being um, an advisory to the board of Under Armour to help them grow as a company. Beautiful. Now, this now Steph first signed with them back in 2016 with the, with the shoe, Fahim. A sneaker. A sneaker. And now he's the president. What? Uh seven years later. So Fahim, Stefan Curry for the culture. What's your thoughts, Fahim? You got it. Wow. So <laughs> first, power move. Um, I So him being a player, actually, so part of the collecting bargaining uh, agreement was uh, players can uh, invest in other, uh, like for instance, other companies such as cannabis com uh, companies, um, there's another type of NBA company. and WNBA teams too, Fahim. They can be teams, owned other, other exactly. teams. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was another one, right? Yeah. So uh, the climate we're in right now is very, it's player centric, right? So it's great to see that Steph is really, uh, you know, making use of the, the fact that he's in a position where the league is empowering players to be more than just players. So yeah, for him to be the president of Armour and Under Armour, when Under Armour first came out, uh, as we know, it started in, in the football realm. Uh, in regards to basketball, I haven't really made much legway. I think Steph would be their biggest uh, basketball uh, shoe uh, endorser. So for him to make that crossover, like you like you mentioned, he's doing getting uh, from from women expansion uh, to women's apparel. Um, so it, it makes me think of. For instance, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson with Reebok. When he signed his deal, um, he has a, a, another part to his deal that says that when he turns, I think it's 55, they put aside X amount of dollars for him. It's a ridiculous amount of money. It was like a lifetime deal. And they say that he's going to get a check uh, pretty much until he he retires. Like, you know, um, I see this as kind of that kind of lifetime deal where like Steph, he's only going to play so long and all athletes, you know, it's not like a normal business where, you know, you work till 65 and retire mm -hmm. uh, with basketball. It could be, you know, 40, you're, you're old at 40, right? Um, Steph, he's past his, well, is Steph still in his, in his prime? Honestly, would you say he's still in his prime? How? Uh... Well, will Steph not have a problem with how he plays? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what, yeah, exactly. So uh, at least we know that he set himself up while he's playing uh, mm -hmm. for the future beyond basketball. Um, so I just got to really put a lot of respect on on, on the move. And I think uh, he's very much being the face of Under Armour as much like, say, Jordan being the face of Nike or 
or Jordan, you know, or uh, Converse when they had Larry Bird and Magic Johnson back in the day being the face. Being the face of Under Armour right now is such a power move uh, beyond just basketball. And uh, it's going to inspire a lot of uh, kids uh, to want to get into uh, not just basketball, but into business. So, you know, shout out to Steph. And also to what you're saying, Steph is a face, kind of like MJ is a face of his time. Steph's the face of his time. I think it's a great move for Under Armour to get a generational talent under their brand, being involved as a president. And guess what, Fahim? He can recruit other players to your brand. Right. Who's the best salesperson to recruit to your brand? Stephon Curry or a sales guy? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. I'm in sales. So I know a player coming to you versus just, hey, what's up? I'm Nelly J. Do you want to say? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Stephon Curry can say, hey, I'm Steph. Sign with us. That's that, that that's the pitch, right? That's the pitch. Right. <laughs> that's the yeah. pitch. But Fahim, I want you to name name me a second player with Under Armour. I didn't know this play. I didn't know this guy with Under Armour player. Oh. Sign with them at all. Send me okay. a second, second basketball basketball guy. That's I have no armor. idea. You have to throw me a throw me a bone here. Give me a maybe a team. Fahim <laughs> said, I have no idea. <laughs> Yo, Joel Embiid. Did you know that? Joel Embiid. Really? And no, I did not know that. Fahim, I was like, excuse me? He hmm. signed with them in 2018, a quiet signing, man. I didn't wow. know that he was with um Under Armour. Yeah, me neither. Uh, are there are those the only two that are signed? Uh, so yeah, oh, so more? look, so, so oh, so they got um. There's more, but I'll oh, give okay. the one that people know. Mobamba, oh. he signed with them. Not sure. I mean, he's seven okay. footer, but is he going to help push sales? Probably not. Probably not. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., another Charlotte Hornets. I don't know. If people are going to move to 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 uh you know, um. But Kelsey Plume is with him. Uh, with Under Armour, I'm also seeing folks like um, I think they have um, let me see, Aaliyah Boston, I think is signed is with them. From what I see here, from athletes that are with um with them, I think Brianna and Ella and Della Donna are with them too, and Dana Tarasi DT as well. So, but apparently there's a big competition for women's basketball athletes at Under Armour. Um, I'm trying to find a list of WNBA players that are with them, but um, yeah, Joel Embiid being an armor for him, I did not know that. Like, does he even wear those shoes? I, I don't mm-hmm. even know that he had a shoe. Um, mm-hmm. and he's going to be an MVP, I think, candidate for sure. Top two, him or Giannis. I'm gonna put guys, I've been pushing this uh, Giannis and Joel Embiid, um, um, out there for so long. Um, but yeah, Steph Curry it has been the plug for them. Like Kawhi is a plug for uh, New Balance, right? So I think those two are head of their brands, which is makes big sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a good look for them. But here's what I see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So Under Armour players. So we're seeing Delon Wright, Jalen Brown, Dean Wade, Will Barton, with Darwell had a shoe, Langston Galloway, uh, Seth Curry, I believe. Um. But yeah, I'm shocked about I'm shocked about uh Joel and Beat. Mm-hmm. I have no clue who's under armor. I, I did not I was not aware. Wow. Uh, Patty Mills, uh Emmanuel he's not in the league anymore, Bones Highland, uh Damian Lee. So Okay. Yeah. So there's a few guys there out there. Um but Kelsey Plume, uh, she has a under armor. So whew. Sorry for him. But yeah, big up to Seth Curry, man. Big up to you. I think it's a great move. I think it's showing players. Don't just settle to having a shoe. 
try to mm-hmm. get bigger deals and try to invest within the company you're supporting. Like how like how Michael Jordan did it. You see LeBron doing with Nike as well. And I was seeing Steph Curry. So I think that's great. And Kawhi, right? Hopefully Kawhi can own his own brand as well and move up in the uh, New Balance. So love right. to see it. Right. Yeah. All right. Shout out Steph. Um, so let's close this out with uh last one. That's absurd. That's absurd. Thinking, bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? This is a wild one. Uh the Utah Jazz uh star. Are we going with star? He was an all-star this year. He's a, he's he a star? star. Laurie gotcha. Laurie has become a star this year. Now will gotcha. he maintain star status? We'll see, but he's a star. Yeah. All right. So Utah Jazz star, Laurie Markinen. He's preparing for a full mandatory military military service during the off season for his native country of Finland. Absurd. Okay, so the man, and again, guys, is that absurd having to be in the military? Don't take it that no, way. I know y'all. Not at all. Y'all, listen, y'all sensitive. No, sensitive. Y'all people <laughs> who take things wrong, right? The, listen, there's people. People out there that take things wrong all the time, right? This is for you people. If we don't apply, don't listen to what I'm going to say next time. But again, we're not saying it's absurd that he's joined the military. It's absurd that you have to play a whole season in the NBA and then have to go to the military mandatory. Like there's no break. Man has no break for him going from back to back. Uh, but wow. Uh, I mean, Finland has a mandatory. Like when you're born into it, I think leaving. I think I think Finland has a lot of. Like quirks being in the country, I think citizens of Finland they get access to many resources there more than most countries do. Um, but yeah, like the man got to go in the military, dog. Damn. Yeah. Um. So it does remind me. Actually, first of all, I want to say military service is required for all males in Finland uh, under the age of thirty. So, I mean, um. <laughs> In a way, it, it, think of Muhammad Ali back in the day. Muhammad Ali, uh, but that's a, was he Cassius Clay at the time? He might have been Cassius Clay at the time. Maybe transitioned to Muhammad Ali. But uh, he, the United States, uh, with the Vietnam War, and they had wanted uh, him to go serve. And he chose not to uh, stay by his, his political uh, beliefs. Didn't go. And... Um, so that's what it kind of makes me like as much as it's absurd, it just kind of feels like in 2023, the fact that um, a NBA professional athlete has to go serve. Uh, the good thing is he's not in a country that's a high probability of him getting any action. Knock on wood, Finland's not really, uh, you know, they're kind of like Switzerland, as we say, like a very neutral country or yeah. Canada, you know, but um, yeah, if, very yeah, random. It's, I'll say that. it's just absurd that like you wouldn't think um an NBA player is uh mm. is going to be in the military mandated to go to the military right after a season to serve. Yeah. And the question is, uh, again, like can he go there, serve, get training, and then come back with the go there, serve, and stay? Um, right now, from to my knowledge, I don't think Finland's at war with anyone, so I'm assuming he won't have to stay there, but. I'm not sure what the requirement of what it means to serve military. What does that mean? Is that three months, six months, him being an NBA? Is there stipulations like, you know what, just come to get training now. You can go back and play when you're done. Like 
military service, what does that mean? Is it like a three month period, a six month? Like I'm sure the many um, things around that. I have a friend who had to do that as well back in his home country. And I remember he went to court to fight it because I guess he had like a medical condition that he can't, he can't really like be successful in the military. And I think if you do that, you can get out of it. Lawyer market cannot do that, of course. But I know um, as a Finnish citizen, these guys, Fahim, you know that they get free education system, like like from like all up to like university, free, high quality medical uh, system. Like Finland, they're really like being Finnish or of that country, you get a lot of great quirks uh, being or living there. Um, and all they ask for you is to be in the military under 30 for men. I mean, it's a service. So like shout out to him for doing it and, and, and committing to it. I think that's wonderful. And I think if a country has those requirements, you're, you're born into it. You probably know that you have to do it. So like for us, it's like what? But for them, it's like, yeah, this is like regular. You know what I'm saying? So it's just called perspective, right? Whereas in North America, we have an option to join military, whereas over there is mandated. But I get it. Their population isn't as big as North American countries, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on the way out, uh, the Finnish Defense Forces, they have about 23,000 that serve in the country, mm -hmm. our mil active military personnel. And I'll end with this. Uh, there's about there's a rank of 142 countries. I don't know how the military rankings go, but out of 142, where do you think Finland ranks of the world's 142? Military, well, I think o overall probably... overall military strength. Yeah, I mean, like like for that per capita or that per versus yeah, so country. I, I, I guess I list countries, and it has 142 countries. Finland's on there somewhere. I'm okay. I would no, say the, I'll say I don't know 50. Mm, not bad, Nelly J. Uh, <laughs> looks like they're at fifty-three. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. On the way out, let's see. Okay, Canada. The <laughs> where do you think our Canadian military strength ranks out of the one forty-five? Like seventy to eighty, man. I just. Uh, we're 27. Oh, okay. I'm impressed. Okay, 27. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, not that's... I mean, yeah, like, do we have military? Do we, do we, do we, do we, we don't call ourselves military. We call ourselves, like, <laughs> peace troopers. You know, like, I don't know. This is, like, <laughs> Captain Planet's people. You know what I'm saying? Um, but big up to our peace troopers, man. They, they be helping yes. us out. Enough big respect to, to anyone who Enough serves. Respect. Listen, anyone, who anyone serves. that is working in any type of military position, Mm -hmm. Like like anyone working in those positions that are out there internationally, just they're, they're putting their life on the line to protect their country and its citizens. Whew. Mm -hmm. Enough respect for him. Like that is that that is selfless. That's that's sacrifice. That is sacrifice. That's why I like right. I would say like I really respect the military, I really respect what they do. Um and, and Canada, we have a military. I don't know why we call ourselves the peace. What we call ourselves the peace um we call ourselves for him. What, what we call our military? Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Yeah, the Peace Corps. But you know, these guys are out there. I think promoting peace, but they're protecting us too. They're things mm -hmm. that probably that we're not seeing because of these folks, right? So, mm -hmm. um, I have a friend who actually is in uh the Canadian. Uh, she 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 works in the Peace Corps in a very specific division. So, big up to anyone that is so self-sacrificing their life, uh, to train to do all this crazy training. 
uh, to be ready for when things go down. So big up to that, man. That's why I'm saying like, this is a, a typical absurd where it's like, oh my gosh, absurd being a military. No, the absurd is like, he's playing, he's a, he was an all-star in the NBA and now has to go, a mandatory goal in the military. I don't think we've had that in a while since like what? When it was mandatory in the States? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. mm-hmm. look up to Lori Marketing for us. Uh, shout out to Lori Marketing. Yeah. Shout yeah, out shout to Lori Marketing. All right. And uh, so Nelly J, I think we've put this episode in the books. This is the Good Rookies Show. So y'all, as you know, we're recording. It is the last day of the NBA season for him. We made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Uh, big up to all you know the fan base of the teens a lot of y'all were got very emotional this year it's okay uh i feel sorry for dallas mavericks fans y'all y'all about a year ago y'all were in the western conference finals and now y'all not even in a playing spot Ooh, i i'm getting investigated and you and you're like top five in salaries in the nba you're in the same mix as the warriors and you're still 11 Ooh, ooh. Listen, man, Dallas, they down bad right now, Fahim. But <laughs> I think they can turn it around. Let's see what they can do in a couple of years. But when uh, Luca leaves, of course, because he ain't staying there. Yeah, I said it. But wow. I do want to big up. I know I have a lot of fire for Dallas. Fire, fire. Big up to my boy Hendo, though. You're, you're, you're a real one. But um, I, I do want to shout out Fahim, a Nigerian, the last style bender, Izzy, for his amazing win last night. If you don't know, now you know Fahim. I'm sure you I'm sure you saw that fight as well. Pick up to Izzy, getting that W. My I God, didn't. I heard about it. I heard the knockout. I saw the clip actually. That's all I saw oh. the clip. Yeah, yeah, man. Pick up yeah. to Izzy. We gotta do like a UFC boxing episode again, man. We gotta do we gotta do a little because a lot's happened in this year in UFC and in boxing. I think we gotta, you know, talk about it, but we'll do it once the NBA season is over. But yeah, big up to Izzy, man. Like great win. Big up Nigeria. Go ahead, Fahim. <laughs> all right let's put this episode in the books y'all that was the good rookie show if you had a good time and you enjoyed yourself please like and subscribe and tell a friend to tell three friends <laughs> we're on all platforms if you're looking for us that's the good rookie show and we out <laughs>